There's a new music business for the 21st century, and now is the best time ever to be in the music business. Because of the new music business, the artist is in charge. My name's Rick Barker, and I've been blessed to make a living in the music business for almost 30 years. I'm a personal manager, author, speaker. Many know me as the manager who launched the career of Taylor Swift. But what I'm most proud of are the thousands of artists from around the world that I manage daily and help navigate this crazy business. This podcast is designed to keep you up to date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So in this episode of the podcast, I'm very excited to bring you a... uh, First, I'm going to introduce you to someone and put a voice behind a platform that I know a lot of people who follow me have been using. And then second, I'm going to share with you a technology that is absolutely going to make your life easier when it comes to uh, keeping up with what it is that you own, your music, keeping up with the things that you need to present to look professional, keeping up with the things that you should be doing uh, already but most of you just don't know how to do. And when it comes to publishing and splits and percentages and all that stuff, uh, there's been a lot of talk in the industry lately about how we can better uh, better keep up with that. You know, I, I have notebooks all over the place. I've got post-it notes all over the place. Uh, I've got notepads with notes about notes in other notepads. I mean, I've, I've, I'm a mess. And luckily for me, I'm not a songwriter, but those of you that are songwriters and are creatives, you're going to want to uh, pay very close attention to this podcast. So my guest today is Karan. Karan, I started following his work with Avora Now. The, the, on, on Instagram, it was like the coolest, uh, here's the five things that Post Malone did, or here's this, or here's that. It was just, these were just super solid Instagram post every day. And I'm like, dude, I don't have time to research this thing. I'm just going to start sharing his stuff everywhere. So I started really sharing his stuff. And then all of a sudden his stuff's getting liked more than my stuff's getting liked. And I'm like, great. Then I'm just going to keep sharing more of it because I have no ego. I just want to give people the best quality stuff. And then all of a sudden I get an email from him that says, hey, I've created something. I want to talk to you about it. And that's what brings us this episode of the podcast. So Karan, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Pleasure to be here. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, how Avora came about, and then now what it is that you're doing. And uh, yeah, let's just go from there. I want to give this to you. So this is your first podcast. So I'm yeah, excited. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, yeah. So my name is Karen Beggy, born and raised in the UK. And um, yeah, uh, as for Avora, I mean, um, I have I've always been like entrepreneurial uh, minded ever since high school. You know, I remember back in high school, I would um, buy a pack of Haribo sweets. Do you, you guys have those? Oh yeah, Haribo I know candies? what those are. Yeah, I'd buy Haribo candies for like um, at the pound store. I know you guys call it the dollar store, and um, yeah, split those into five separate bags and then sell them for like two or three pounds each, and. And my attention in class was always really crappy. Probably like, uh, I would call it like, um, uh, what is it called? Is it ADD? Like- now they have letters for things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was, see, I'm 53 years old. When I grew up, it was just called, I didn't pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> now they have letters for it. 
They have, yeah. they've diagnosed it. They have medications for it. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah. So um, I, I just, I could never pay attention. And I just love the idea of uh, supply and demand. Because yep. was, there was just huge demand in class. People were hungry. People just wanted sweets. And I was literally like the Pablo Escobar of candy at the time. And I was walking home with, you know, like uh, 20 to 50 pounds per day. And I was just bawling and just like, that's, that's where it all started. That's like from my childhood. And then um, when I was 18, I dropped out, of, um, dropped out of college to start my first company. And that was... Um, that was incredibly rocky because I was incredibly confused about what I was going to do when I left college because I had no idea, you know, like where life was going to go. Um, the college that I had been in closed down. So the, um, the uh, what's it called? The diploma you get from there was pretty much worthless at other schools. And my GCSEs, I don't know what you guys call it there, SATs, is it? Yes, yeah, that, those are worthless too, because I just couldn't uh, concentrate on those. Then, um, yeah, so I started my company when I was 18, uh, became super disciplined and just dead focused on really building this company and um, managed to get that to six figures by the time I was about uh, coming on to 20 years old. Got it. But I think as with any entrepreneur, you go through a lot of... Um, learning experiences and i had a ton of those um there were a lot of down moments you know from everything from not understanding the whole process of taxes and you know like all the corporations oh no that's part of my story as well i just thought being a you know independent contractor you had more money at the end of the month until uncle sam wanted a big chunk of change so exactly so i know exactly how that comes about so let's get to how you came into avora and Mm -hmm. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, I also am going to put this on my Facebook profile and I'll put a link to that in the show notes because this is going to be also very visual. So I want you to be able to go in and see this. So uh, while you're talking about Avora, I'm going to go to your Instagram page and I'm going to bring it yep. up on the screen so people can talk to it. So tell us how you came about doing Avora now. Yeah, so um, Avora came after a really long spell of not knowing what I was going to do next. So after the f- the, the failure or downfall, I'd say, of my first company. Um, I knew I wanted to get back on back on the horse and create something. And um, me and my friend, we were discussing just about distribution companies and music in general. And I personally have no background experience when it comes to music, no you know business uh, background in music or something. But I said to myself, just like with anything, I was just going to jump into it and just you know dive into the deep end, see what you know comes about. So, um, yeah, so I decided to start um, Avora. And um, Avora is a distribution platform uh, for for music artists and producers. Uh, We initially started out as uh, just an open um, music distribution platform, open to everybody. But then uh, we ran into some issues where there was, you know, like um, people trying to monetize music that was this and stuff. Uh, So we realized that, we had to stop that very quickly, especially because it was completely bootstrapped. So I couldn't afford to to pay a support person or a right. quality control person to actually. So a lot of this you do yourself. So, you know, those of you so that aren't 
watching, go to Facebook at some point and check this out. But I've got up one of your posts right now, and this is what got my attention because it's just so well quality, why local performances are important for growth. And you go ahead and you list them in this visual, but then you go real deep Mm -hmm. inside in the comment section, you know, in the description. Where did you learn this strategy? When, when was it something that you realized that there's a lot of real estate here that I can use to educate an, an audience and I'm going to take full advantage of it? And then, of course, I'm going to use the hashtags that are proper for the post. When did you start realizing this? Um, so this is actually something I learned back at YouTube from my first company. So I was looking at uh, the trends of our attention spans and over time, it was steadily going down. Yes. It's called audience retention on, on YouTube. So, so then I tried to apply that to an Instagram strategy. And I looked at all of our competitors, you know, like you know, TuneCore, CD Baby, all of these different yeah. companies. I looked at their Instagram pages and I was like, they have a huge user base, but they could be providing a lot more value right. to their users. So I thought, how could I create a blog without creating a blog? So then I, I came up with these ideas and um, and I'd seen a bunch of these informational posts before, but they never went into detail like a little never. bit. Never. No, yeah. that's what attracted me to you was I kept yeah. seeing these and then I kept sharing them. And then I'm yeah. like, okay, how can I reach out to this guy? And then I reached mm-hmm. out to you in Instagram messages. You know, I just DM'd mm-hmm. him, actually tried to get him to come speak at my event in London, but for personal reasons, he wasn't able yeah. to attend. But I've always been a fan of this. And, you know, I always tell people, you don't have to create everything that you post in order to bring value to your community. You can find others. There's no way that me and my team could put this together. I mean, my thought process right away when I see stuff like this is to go, okay, how do I buy a hundred of these from him that I could put my branding on or even add my branding to his, change the color? You know what I mean, folks? When you see stuff like this, Realize that there's a lot of work that goes into this. I think sometimes artists take for granted that we're just always going to show up with this information. And I was talking to a gentleman last night uh, who hit me up on on uh, Instagram. And this is somebody that I've talked with before. And he was like, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast and I'll reciprocate and put you on my podcast. And I said, respectfully, I said, I'm only going to put artists on my podcast who are in my world. Uh, I said, it's like, it's going to be really hard for me to explain to someone who's invested in me. And I said, well, you've had multiple choice opportunities to come into my world. I'm like, heck, you even turned down a, do- a $20 opportunity to come into my world. I said, there's a lot of relationships and a lot of money that I spend buying other people's programs and supporting their businesses before I go in and ask him for anything. I'm never going to go in and ask somebody for something. That's just who I am as a person. So I said, I spent a lot of money buying my way into these relationships to show that I support what they do. Then that may open up the door for us to, and a lot of my business relationships I have now are because I bought people's programs ahead of time. And, and so showed that I was supporting their cause, the music entrepreneur club, you know, that I'm a member of, I pay my $99 a year to be a part of that. And I, I still go on and will do, you know, uh, as a guest and things like that. But when you see things like this, you never even gave us a way to financially support you. Yep. You know, it's like, so what was the thought process behind that? And then how did you turn this in to 
to where you could start making money because it takes a lot of time to do what you're doing here. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you'd be surprised, but we, we still hardly make any money from this at all. I'm not surprised because I don't see a way for me to pay you. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I'm not surprised <laughs> you're not making money. Yeah. Um, I know you're a fan of Gary V. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's all about the, you know, uh, what is it? Jab, 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 then right hook. Yeah, right? but you're just jabbing. You haven't yeah. right hooked anything yet. See, here's the thing. So what we do. So here's, here's the um, kind of strategy behind it. So I wanted to be able to create free content that was available to everybody. So yes, the the goal of Avora Now, our Instagram page, is to become the largest encyclopedia, if you will, of sure. marketing content for yes. a musician. And the reason I go into so much depth into the descriptions, into the captions, um, is because I want it to be evergreen content. Yep. I want, you know, I want these and what he means by evergreen folks is something that if they look at it five years from now, 10 years from now, it still makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So I just want the to strategies say, will always be the same. The technology and the tactics may change, but the strategies will always be the same. Most definitely. So, you know, as an example, you know, you have TikTok that's around now, but we know how fast the, the, uh, the tech curve is. Sure. But, and that could be, you know, obsolete in the next just one to two mine. years. Yeah, just ask Vine, just ask Meerkat. <laughs> exactly. So um, so what we put in there is like, you know, for example, things on relationship building, we also talk about providing value. Yep. And that's one of the first things you did when we got in touch too. You wanted to buy a bunch of pictures and stuff. So um, so yeah, I just want to create like um just a ton of value. You know, we we monetize the audience in 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 a couple ways. Uh one way is through our ebooks. That doesn't sell a whole ton, but what we do get is a lot of traffic to our website and then because we're an invite only music distribution platform now we get a ton of people applying so at any given time you know each month we'll have between 50 to 100 applications to join our music distribution platform and what i'll do is then i'll go through them and be able to you know select which one i think is really focused on themselves to really like grow so that's that's the way we make money in the long term. It's more of a long term thing. Got sure. it. So you're you're in the long tail, not the short tail. Yeah, for sure. So uh, one of the things that I shared the other day was the seven ways to grow your TikTok page, and then all of a sudden, one of my clients and I'm sitting there going, "Okay, so he's got this carousel post on Instagram with the arrow over." I mean, it was like so cool. It's like <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And my my followers were like you're going to create a TikTok course? I'm like, heck no, I'm just sharing a post that looks so cool. So how did you make this post? So all of the graphics that I make is done in a program called Canva. Canva is just a, yeah. a free graphics tool, highly recommended for everybody. Yep, I teach and that one, yep. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, it takes me about, I slot in every single day, 30 minutes to create content. So that will literally be me Googling content. Got it. And then, and then just putting it into this into this form. This is the fun part, of course. So when you upload this as a post inside yeah. of Instagram, how do you get this to be carousel? So what you do is when you're selecting pictures, you you hold down on the first picture. Yep. Then it says number one at the top. So so then any other pictures you click after that, you don't have to hold down on other pictures. It goes in order, you know, two, three, four, five, six. Got it. So it was just 10. you just let Instagram know I'm going to have multiple pictures here. This is number one. Yeah, exactly. There you go, guys. Look how pro this looks. So everybody go to the show notes 
and follow me. All you have to do is go to rickbarker.com and then follow me on Facebook and you'll be able to see this video. I'm purposely, now here's what's happening. This is the first podcast where I'm purposely running it also visually so that people have to go over to my Facebook page because hopefully they'll then like my Facebook page and follow me on my Facebook page. Everything I do, guys, I want you to take these strategies and utilize them for yourself. Okay, so right now in this, I'm also seeing Have You Joined Music Space, which brings us to part two of this conversation because you just launched a brand new platform that I think is going to be very revolutionary inside of the publishing world. And tell us a little bit about uh, musicspace.io. Yeah, so actually um, the idea for Music Space, so let me tell you what it is firstly. So Music Space is a simple music catalog management platform where artists can uh, sign up and within their dashboard, they can store their entire catalog, whether you have 10 songs or whether you have 100,000 songs, we cater for it all. You can store things like your lyrics, your cover arts, your track files, WAVs, and um, uh, MP3s, collaborator info, genres, BPMs, moods, all of that good stuff. Yeah. So, guys, if you don't understand what all the like BPMs is beats per minute and things like that, we are not going to sit here and do the whole podcast on educating you on every part of a song. But what basically he's done is he's created a platform where you can put all the information that you are ultimately going to need about each of your songs into one location. We were talking earlier and I said, you're going to make publishers job and songwriters who are trying to get publishing deals a lot easier because when a, when a publisher agrees to sign an artist and what that means is that someone's going to pay you to write songs. It could be your own songs for your own record or you writing music for someone else they're going to ask you for a Schedule A. And a Schedule A is which songs are you currently bringing to the table in this deal so that they can start working your music for you immediately to start recouping some of their investments. So while they're setting you up with new songwriters or producers or whatever the case may be, they like to have something they can start using immediately. Nowadays, most of that is going straight to try to get a sync placement or something fast because sync, you get paid on the front end and then you get paid on the back end. So what happens is they're going to say, okay, who are the writers on these songs? Who are the other publishers on these songs? How much of this song do you own? So on and so forth. If you have not been keeping good split sheets, which some of you are going to go, what the heck's a split sheet? That's why this platform is so important. It's like, uh, a, a, a split sheet app. It's all, but in more detail and you get the ability to store your music and have everything located in one place. I was absolutely blown away when you decided to put this together. And uh, I, I mean, if we, if we go here right now and we talk about uh, the things that you've got going up, music space is going to change the game in that capacity. So where can people find out more about your whole organization? I also want you to go follow them. I'm looking at your Instagram page now, and I'm guessing that your colors are purple and gold. Yep. Uh, as we can see here, mm-hmm. you're, you're uh, kind of going between an education piece, yep. a quote, a promotion, yep. but not really promoting. Mm-hmm. You know, here's some video. Here's what is sync licensing. 
Here's a quote from Nipsey. There's a quote from Jay-Z. Here's how you, you know, a little teaching. Here's another quote from Beyonce. Here's some social proof uh, with music space. I mean, this is very well done again. Thank you. So I'm sitting there to to my girls going, why haven't we just taken... Ari Herstan's book, How to Make It in the New Music Business, and just mm-hmm. taken all these different little bits yep. of knowledge and information and created our own cards out of them. <laughs> I mean, this is brilliant once again. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us where we can go and where they can go to find out more about Music Space. Tell them who it's for. Okay. So um, I'll start with who it's for. So the, our platform right now, our target audience is independent artists and producers so right now if you you can just go straight to our website which is musicspace.io it'll give you a little bit more information and um, a little screenshot of how your catalog looks within our dashboard and you can just go ahead and sign up that way and And you guys do it on a monthly fee based upon the amount of storage that you need and it starts as low as 3.99 a month Exactly. Yeah. So um, the lowest tier is three ninety nine a month. Then we have a thirty track tier, which is five ninety nine. Then hundred track. I saw tier. that it goes up to like thirty bucks. Twenty nine ninety nine gets yeah, you 20, unlimited songs. Yeah, unlimited tracks. Yeah. So however however big your catalog is, you can it will will cater for it basically. And is it app worthy right now? Can you use it on your phone? Yeah, it's um, uh, what's the word? It's responsive on mobile. We don't okay, have a, an app for it just yet, but that that's in the pipeline. But it is so you can open up the Google oh, app yeah. on your phone and yeah. be responsive in there, which a lot of websites are doing right now too. By the way, almost everything's becoming mobile friendly. Yeah, for which sure. I yeah. wouldn't expect that. Yep. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you so much for constantly going out to develop this. Uh, I'm going to recommend at some point you put a virtual tip jar on your Instagram page where people can (laughs) throw a couple bucks in there to say thank you. You'd be surprised when you let people give people an opportunity to support you. They will, especially those that make sense. It's like when I know that I can get safely 15 to 20 pieces of content that I can share across my socials by just putting you in my stories or resharing your post, that's 15 to 30 times I didn't have to have my person go out and try to create it. So that brings value. So all you guys go out, follow him on both of his platforms. I'll put the links inside the show notes. Uh, Actually, if you're on Facebook, you can see what they are. Uh, Tell everyone where they can find do you, do you want to follow you on your personal? I'll put your personal one in there as well. Because yeah, yeah, I know sure. you're all over the place. Yeah, you can follow me just at, uh, at, and then my name, and then my surname is Beggy. So just at Karen Beggy. Yeah, and, and what you have to remember is when you guys with accents talk so fast, we have no idea what that last word you said or even how to <laughs> spell it. So here's my media training for you. It's at Karen, K-A, now spell it out for us so that yeah, so, <laughs> people are going to do this right now. Yeah, it's uh, K-A-R-A-N, and then my surname is B-E-G-H-I. There you go. Boom. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast, and thank you for the question. As you see, there is no one-size-fits-all model with the music business, so I do appreciate that. To help you figure out where you are and where you want to get to, head on over to the website, rickparker.com and take the Are You Ready for a Manager assessment. 
While you're there, you can also click on the podcast link and leave a message. And who knows, maybe you'll be featured in an upcoming episode. If you know someone who can benefit from this, I would really love it if you would give it a share, if you would subscribe it onto whatever platform that it is that you're listening to. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there.